I didn't really let people love me very much prior to uh, getting mental health help, and I'm learning to do that. And I'm learning to um, say it's okay. Like I'm safe. I'm. I have a lovely home. I have good family. I have lovely friends. I have two jobs. I'm so tired, but I have everything I need. My self worth is not declined or hurt by not having a significant other. And that if I continue to do the work and I get more focused on being the person God wants me to be and learning to, you know, treat myself with kindness, that that, that will eventually come into the picture in a way that is healthy and less weird. <laughs> Can we all take a moment to, you know, give her a round of applause for that? Yeah, you're doing great, sweaty. I'm doing great, sweaty. We're all just doing our best. Do 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 doing our best. Do 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 doing our best here. We're all just doing our best. Do 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 doing our best. Do 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 doing our best here. Speeding and action. That was a long pause for her to just laugh silently <laughs> at me since no one else can see us. <laughs> not in like a ha, you're hilarious way, in a you're an idiot way. That's fine because I know she loves me. But that, yeah, I was about to say, but I love you. Yeah. And speaking so, of love. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about that L-O-V-E there. Yeah, so this this couple of couple three episodes is usually what we're going to do. Um, these next three episodes, we're talking about the theme of love. Was that too loud? Who knows? We'll find out when we'll I out. go we'll back and listen. We'll find out. But it was said with the appropriate amount of enthusiasm, I think. That's so. great. Um, so just a little side note. We know that I'm on Zoom and my sound is not as great as Candace's, but someday soon, we're going to fix that. No, no. You sound like a robot. Oh, no. Right as you're talking about how your sound quality is not great. You went, okay. 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 But tell, me, tell me again if I sound like that. But I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. So our sound quality will get better soon. We're still dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Mm -hmm. And we're both working a lot. But if you'll hang in there with us, we will have clear crystal sound quality for both of us sometime in the very near future. So just mm -hmm. hang in there, folks. But mm -hmm. back to the theme of love. Love. So uh, I took some notes, Candace. Oh, really? You came in prepared? I'm the Jenna Fisher of this podcast. I brought a glass of water. <laughs> I also brought a uh, cinnamon apple hot tea beverage so that wow. when I get nervous talking about the lack of love in my life, <laughs> this... I can sip a hot beverage. Well, there you go. What does your cup say? I am not responsible. For what my face does when you talk. Oh. I didn't buy that. It was a gift. That is a me. secret message to me. It to is watch not. out. Wow. Okay. It is not. That's All not right. what it is. 
Anyway, uh-huh. so mm-hmm. back on topic. <laughs> okay, you're reeling me back in. I'm here. Okay. I'm I'm nervous, so I am trying to keep <laughs> stick focus. to the script. Stick to the script, Candace. All right, fine. I thought right. tangents were our thing. So, what is love? <laughs> I don't know, Michael Scott. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be so Michael Scotty over the course of this. <laughs> so, everyone, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm sorry. I- back to the script. What is love? Continue. I was going to do a baby don't hurt me joke, but now I feel like that's <laughs> under the, just thrown under the bus because of my delightful best friend and co-host who interrupted <laughs> while I was making the joke. It's fine. I'm sorry. Just, I ate my words. It, time has gone backwards because time is, is a construct now. The moment, the moment is past. <sighs> okay, so the there are tons of like sappy Pinterest and Instagram quotes about what love is, right? Mm-hmm. There's some that are like, love is when your heart belongs in another person's heart. And yeah, like there's stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? That sounds like some weird medical experiment. <laughs> I don't like it. It sounds really tricky, but I'm a sure heart. that you're talented a heart. heart surgeons to make that happen. But so when I, when the, it's fine. You can tell I'm nervous because I'm like, what do I do with my words? Um, it's a scary subject for me. I'm very bad at it and I, and I struggle with it. And so it's hard to talk about. Candace is the queen of love. She Thank loves, you. she loves all. Everyone's oh. hearts are in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I ate all the hearts. <laughs> you ate all the What's wrong with your digestive system? <laughs> went to your heart. <laughs> you need to have nothing to look at. <laughs> Listen, I know that my digestion has been messed up for a long time, and I think we're finally getting to the root of the problem. It goes straight to your heart. I the can't tubes be- are not in the right places. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank I you for the compliment. I can't eat this muffin. It's going to go straight to my heart. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. Um, but when the like shelter in place thing first happened, mm-hmm. I was reading through Song of Solomon, which is one of the more uh sassy romantic books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Possibly yeah. the only sassy romantic book of the Bible. <laughs> you know, it's one of them. One of many. <laughs> no, I've had so many preachers be like. <laughs> Get your spouse and read Song of Solomon if you want to get a little crazy tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know it's pretty cringy, but that's that a true cringy. story. It's a true Ooh, story. I'm so sorry. Um, and like, if you're not uh, a Christian and you're listening to this podcast, feel free to fast forward this part if you are not interested in hearing. But Candace and I are both believers and. So this isn't necessarily a Christian podcast, but it will come up because it's part of our lives. So going but also, back to- why wouldn't you want to hear more about the sauciest book of the Bible? The perhaps? sauciest. <laughs> Continue listening for more sauce. For more sauce on Song of Solomon's. Um, and I also was reading a commentary about Song of Solomon while I was reading through it. And this guy... <laughs> 
broke down like the biological things in our brain chemically that like make love happen you know do you know what these are these serotonin chemicals? that's not one of them actually what that's like a happiness chemical but that's and i'm sure there's a lot of serotonin present in the like falling in love process yeah. but they're not like the main ones that drive the experience well now i'm intrigued well, let me tell you about it, sis. Okay. Uh, biologically, when we meet someone that we fancy, um, there are neurotransmitters called, let's see if I can say this right, phenylthylamine. Well, no. you sounded like a robot, so. Oh, do I need to say it again? Give it one more go. So there's a neurotransmitter in your brain called phenylthylamine. I think I'm saying that right. That floods your brain when you meet someone that you really like. And it, it's found, like, there are high levels of it in chocolate. So that's why a lot of people really love chocolate. And it gives you that feeling of like exhilaration that you have when you first fancy someone. And if you're really feeling it, that sense of like losing your appetite, you know. And then it sort of cycles out. So like over time, like four to five years, that neurotransmitter slows down. And that's why scientists think that people aren't meant to be in monogamous relationships for more than four to five years, some scientists. Some scientists think that you genuinely are supposed to just move on after <laughs> four to five years because that's how like chemically you're made up. But there's actually another neurotransmitter called oxytocin, which we know pretty well. And that's more your like feeling of safety and contentment that kicks in after that four to five year process. So that leads uh, that commentator to think that there are two phases of love, an attraction phase at the beginning and then an attachment phase. And then you can cycle through those neurotransmitters more as you continue on in that relationship. Like the phenylthylamine might come back for a while and then back to the oxytocin so that's that's the uh, comfort level that i have with talking about this topic talking the about science the, the science of it <laughs> i mean that's really truly fascinating okay so the two phases are attraction and then uh what was the second one attachment attachment where you feel like home and family feelings mm -hmm. i think yeah. that's so lovely I think so too. I, I don't understand why people would want to bail before you get to the safety and contentment part, but maybe because they've never had it before and they just don't trust that it would be as good a feeling. Right. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that just run after that constant attraction phase of the phenylthylamine thing. Like, I guess the phenothylamine is what I thought the serotonin was. Like, yeah. I think that's what I confused it with. And I guess when I think of that, it's more of like an actual high. Yeah. Where, like, I guess you could compare them to riding a roller coaster as opposed to being cozied up in your bed on a rainy day with a hot cup of tea. And to me, both of those things sound great. Right. But some people just want to be on a roller coaster. That sounds stressful. Yeah, <laughs> right. Always be on a roller coaster. Yeah, I don't want that. I right. mean, it's fun for a while, but then eventually you want to go be cuddled. Have you ever ridden a roller coaster so many times that you got bored? 
No, but I, oh, here's a, here's an allegory. I've ridden a roller coaster so many times that I've hurt myself. Oh no. Which one? Um, the wild lightning at Lake Winnie. Oh no. Well, that was already setting you up for failure. Yeah, it was a poor choice. <laughs> I like five or six times and I hurt my hip so bad that I- Your hip? Yeah, because it was slamming this hip into the side of the car. I couldn't walk for like- All right. I feel like we should give just a tiny, quick bit of reference for what is Lake Winnie to anyone that is not a fellow North Georgian. If you don't live in North Georgia, there's a small, (laughs) rickety old amusement park called Lake Winnipesoka. Mm -hmm. And I love it still because I'm even a sucker for those parking lot carnivals that are death traps. But uh, yeah, (laughs) they're twinkly lights, you know? You're so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I always feel like I'm in one of those Netflix teenager movies when I drive by. Um, <laughs> and that's my goal, is to always feel like I'm in a Netflix teenager movie. I just want to be in that one with Noah Centineo. I'm so outside of the Netflix teenager movies that I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know most of them, but I have watched the two To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I have watched those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that, but I, I, know that, <laughs> I know that they exist. Anyway, anyway, we digress. We digress. No, one time um, I was at Disney, and it was a super slow day. Like, uh, Andrew and I were married in, uh, at the end of September, and I guess, you know, everybody's in school then. And so we went for our second anniversary, and there were just no people in line for, I think it was Rock and Roller Coaster which is like, you know, the best of the best, my favorite. But I wrote it like four, five times in a row to the point where I was just like, yeah, here we are. Wow. Going again. Like, I, I was relaxed on this roller coaster as opposed to being like, whoa. I was just like, the breeze in my face. This is like being at the side of the ocean. I would have thrown up if I did that. <laughs> I really, really like roller coasters. Let's I just. I love a roller coaster. I just can't go upside down that many times. And <laughs> Maybe I was meant to be an astronaut. My body was ready, but my brain was not. Wah, wah. For NASA. Anyway, I don't, I don't know what that could be spun to mean, but we're going to move on. All right. So why don't you talk about your experiences with love because those are more fun to hear because you have a stable life so when you say my experiences with love you want to hear about like the main one like the one yeah, I married <laughs> the, the the one love um yeah I mean we've talked about it before about how we met and all that jazz so uh, just give the kids a refresher in case they have Sure, sure, sure. Spark notes, spark notes version. We met doing Beauty and the Beast. I was Belle. He was the Beast. And um, I don't know why I quacked. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to make it seem like it's not a big deal. Anyway. It is a big deal. You were Belle and the Beast. Stop being I know. I know, but I've been, <sighs> I don't know. Romantic as heck. Thanks. When he was hanging by the meat hooks. Oh man! Told this story too. We don't need to get back into that. There are certain things in life that you just can't get over, and seeing him hang like a dead 
slab of meat is one of the things that we hold on to. Anyway, um, so yeah, we met through theater and um, it was kind of a whirlwind after that, honestly, because we had about, let me see if I can remember the timeline. We were less than a year. I know it was less than a year. It was from January to September. So let's say nine months of well really eight months because it was the beginning of september we had eight months of just normal boyfriend girlfriend dating getting to know each other uh phenothylamine i suppose time and then i was diagnosed with leukemia and um i tried to give him an owl and i was like you know for one his mother passed away from cancer and honestly my first thought when I got my diagnosis was I don't want to put him through this again I don't want him to have to be around it like obviously that's the most devastating thing he's ever had to gone had to go through Mm -hmm. and um I really had no idea what was coming but I knew that you know he had had to deal with it for years and years and years and and really suffer through it and so I tried to tell him, you know, like, no big deal, no hard feelings. Like, once I beat this, we can give it another shot. Um, But he just acted like that was the stupidest thing he'd ever heard. Like, no, of course not. And it really wasn't much of a conversation after that. He wouldn't let it be. And so that really just kind of, like, solidified everything uh, pretty early on. And um, it's weird I don't know what chemical in your brain (laughs) uh, you can blame this on, but truly, I would have days where everything hurt, you know, kind of the nature of the beast, and um, he would come to visit me either at my house or in the hospital or whatever, and I would just stop feeling bad. Like, I genuinely would physically feel better. And so my parents started to notice that and they were trying to get him to come visit as often as possible. And uh, so, yeah, I really kind of got pretty attached to him um, because he was like my human medicine. And uh, he was just probably because he had gone through it with his mom was super, I don't know. He just knew all the right things to to do. And he never treated me any differently from the time that I was like, you know, glammed up looking like a Disney princess to the time that I had no hair and had a diaper on under my sweatpants while we were hanging out. He just like would make jokes and flirt with me. And I don't even understand how or, you know, what was going on in his mind. But he was pretty perfect and I mean obviously he's a goon and would tell dumb jokes that were not funny but still I needed them so anyway uh we dated throughout my treatments all the way until I think it was in 2015 that I was officially declared cured and um so yeah I went through all of my college dating him and the day I graduated he proposed and um 
everybody gave him such a hard time for taking such a long time to propose because I mean, after the cancer thing, they were like, well, obviously these two are getting married. And that was like barely a year in, like that was just a little over a year by the time I was done with IV chemo and kind of getting back to normal. So we weren't ready to get married at that point and it wasn't really even on my radar but I would say about four years in I was like so like this happening or what and um (laughs) yeah and um everybody else was too and so he was just a nervous wreck about it and uh apparently tried to plan a few different versions that were much more uh showy than what ended up happening but it's totally fine because seeing him literally shaking like a leaf <laughs> and and crying like as he tried to get the words out like i'll never forget he he proposed at uh his apartment it was supposed to be in the front door where we had our first kiss uh but he didn't make it to the front door and he just proposed on the sidewalk of his his little apartment complex and it was precious yeah. and uh yeah then we were married September 30th, 2017, and Jenny Beth was a bridesmaid, and it was wonderful. And, you know, we're going to have our three-year anniversary uh, at the end of basically this month. It's like August 29th or something. We're very close to September. Yeah, and uh, things are pretty great. Yeah, yeah. it's basically like being best friends with Jim and Pam, and... (laughs) It's hard for the rest of us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, it's, it, I mean, it's one of the things that continues to give me hope, even though I have very little uh, <laughs> confidence in that area, because it was just so, like, clear that the Lord put you guys in each other's path for a specific time and reason, and it was lovely. It was lovely to watch, even though I think some of us kind of ruined the engagement and proposal portions well some of us includes myself so i it's fine it's fine it was a love is hard love is tough sometimes yeah and when andrew is like my big brother and he told me and one of our other friends that he was going to propose to candace and (laughs) we have big mouths (laughs) But he told us, like, way before he was going to do it, like, nine months before he actually did it. And we're like, Andrew, it was, it's fine. We love it. Yeah, there was a lot of twisting and turning to this whole proposal in general. Like, apparently he bought a ring and then took it back and got a different one. Yeah, that's where we were all confused because he told us he had it up front. And so we thought in a matter of weeks he was going to pop the question. And then months went by and we never heard anything. No, I heard that he had asked my dad, like gone and talked to my dad. And then a year later, that boy proposed. And so for a year, I was literally losing my mind. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because you know what? My dad said, don't get married until after she graduates. And he took that as don't propose until after she graduates. Andrew... Oh God! I know that people are going to have opinions about my dad giving a stipulation at all, but it's whatever. I think, I mean, that's a very dad. You know, dads just want their kids to be successful and focused and whatever. 
I don't but, think anything wrong with that. It's fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I'm embarrassed to tell this story because I feel bad, but I'm going to tell it. Oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. Do you remember I mean, us going, we were, were married, so you're not going to mess anything up. What? No, no, it was a you and me story. I don't know if it's embarrassing. Like, we were maybe five or six about. months into the process of me knowing this secret, and I am the worst secret keeper. Michael Scott trait number one that you'll be experiencing mm. in this episode today. And we were about five or six months in. I go to hang out with Candace to work out. And then we felt like we had done enough working out to justify going to Mellow Mushroom for dinner. And um, <laughs> and then in the Mellow Mushroom, you start telling me, like, how frustrated you are that, like, Andrew hasn't proposed yet. And you're not sure if it's going to happen. And I was just like, oh, God. No. And I was like, what do I do? <laughs> and I was like, I tried to be so vague about it. But I was like, it's coming, hon. It's coming. And you're like, do you know something? I was yeah. like, uh, I, it's flooding my memories now. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I think we've probably told you guys this ad nauseum, but I have a terrible memory because of all the drugs that I've been on in my life. Um, and so the therapy related drugs, just to be sure. Clear. Yeah. Those no, really those. And, um, yeah. So I forgot about that until you just made me remember. I remember it because I, <laughs> I feel bad about that moment in time. I should have just been like, I know nothing, but I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> also, something to know about me is I love surprises. I love them. I think they're the most fun thing, either to get a surprise or to give a surprise. I love to surprise. And um, so I don't really know why. I pestered you for information. I think your face was just so guilty looking that I had to know what you knew or I thought you were going to have vague information or something, but you gave me like really specific information. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, was just like, I don't remember how much I told you. I didn't know anything other than that. He had the ring and he was planning on doing it, but that had been months prior. So also, to give a girl who's really wanting a proposal any information feels like very specific information to her. Yeah. So you probably were like, he has a ring. And I was like, oh, like, she knows the cut. She knows how much it costs. Yeah. Andrew Boone's brain is a strange. It's a different land. Yeah. He, land. he gets really hyper-focused. So I think that the way it happened was, uh, how it was meant to happen. How it was meant to happen. Yeah. He just, he need, yeah, he needed to get it out of his head and just, you know, do the dang thing. Do a Jim Halpert move and propose at the gas station. Anyway. Yeah, in the parking lot. Do you, uh, he also, we were driving in separate cars, but we were on the phone with each other because I had just graduated. Sorry, did you hear that? No. Either. An elephant is in my house, or Andrew just blew his nose somewhere. It was very loud. Um, <laughs> it's, the elephant, it's probably an elephant, yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember what I was even saying. Oh, you were on the phone in the car. Oh, yeah, we were on the phone, and like I thought the plan was graduate college, go to P.F. Chang's, my favorite restaurant, and then go to his apartment and change into the clothes I brought 
to be comfy and go see Star Wars. And I was like, going to be a great day. Can't wait. Um, but we were driving to his apartment to change and he called me and was like, I just want you to know I'm so proud of you. And I was like, oh, thanks. And um, he, obviously he's very nice to me, but he's not like overly gushy like yeah. he was being. And um, I slowly started to get the vibes of proposal. And we're literally like, he's in the car in front of me. We're driving really slow through this apartment parking lot. And I was like, if he proposes to me while we're in separate cars in this apartment parking lot, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Like, I thought that that was what was happening. And so I started trying to like get off the phone. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to see you in a minute. Okay. I, I, I need to go. All right. I'll just talk to you in a minute. And he was so nervous that we like, at this point we're pulling into parking spots right beside one another and he like pulled up on the curb and like scratched the bottom of his car really loud and was like dang it <laughs> and then we hung up <laughs> that's so much I have a distinct memory at the graduation that day like um I came down to like the main floor where y'all were and there were all these like seats and people were starting to leave and I was talking to you and I look over and Andrew's just like shaking the seats back and forth <laughs> Because he had all this like pent up nervousness and energy. Like he was yeah. shaking an entire row of chairs that were like interjoined together back and forth. And I was like, bruh, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> What's going on with you? Oh, also at PF Chang's, I don't remember what he ordered, but he ate every last bite. <laughs> like he had been starving for, I you know, months genuinely shocked he didn't have to like stress poop before the proposal took place maybe he did I don't know you'd never know I would never know he didn't tell me that part of the story but um <laughs> yeah I just remember being like wow I can't believe you finished because you know those are pretty big portions <laughs> they but, are. yeah he he was stress eating he was stress chair shaking yeah. he was stress driving um but yeah, we, we both had a, a definite sense of relief once the question was asked. But I just, to this day, I'm like, why were you so scared? Did you think there was any chance I was going to be like, nah, nah, bruh. I'm good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, yeah, love is pretty cool. I'm definitely in the, um, the second one, the oxytocin. Yeah. 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 The attachment safe and cozy phase. Yeah. And I honestly think like I got there pretty quick because of the whole cancer thing. I think that yeah. I started to get there when I would physically feel better when he was just like around yeah. and, and that became like a, a feeling of, of safety and comfort. And so I don't know that ours is a relationship that many are going to experience in the same ways, but you know, in the general grand scheme of things, I, I hope that it can be because, you know, he's my best bud. Yeah. But also That's I kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, scap. Nope. I don't want to, do I have to talk about my life now? <laughs> I think that's where we're at. I hate talking about my romantic life because I don't do it very much. Because vulnerability freaks me out, and I also have cripplingly low self-worth issues. Uh, 
but yeah, I didn't, I didn't do the typical dating a lot stuff in high school. My family was, uh, very religious and I was just sort of the weirdo everywhere I went. Um, it also could have been that my self-worth was so low that I just didn't notice if any guys were interested in me, but, um, yeah, it just, I didn't do a lot of, didn't do a lot of the dating. Uh, there have been some fellas, but they've just sort of, you know, come and gone without much, uh, much ado. Is that a thing? Much a plum? Much a, mm, Is that? Much a plum? <laughs> with, with, without much substance, without much, uh, sticking around power. And, um, so yeah, so cut to like two years ago, uh, just to be quite honest, the last like two years of my life have sucked before Corona ever hit. And so, like, the very end of 2018, my, all my grandparents got sick at the same time. Um, at one point, my dad was staying in the hospital with my granddad, who just had surgery. My mom was staying, like, an hour away from us, or oh, an hour away from where they live with my dad's mom. And then I was working, like, a 50, 60 hour a week job trying to take care of my grandmother that lives here. And it Yikes. was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And there was this guy from church who <laughs> has mm-hmm. been interested before, and I've never been interested back, but he just really leaned in during this time, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll let you know. I don't want to die alone. I need help taking care of my parents when they get old, so <sighs> let's, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he and I start dating, and it's, um, it's, he's a, a good person but we are not compatible, but because of my self-worth issues, as I mentioned previously, I was like, just hang in there. You can make yourself love him. Just hang in there, (laughs) which is not something I would suggest anyone do. Um, So yeah, so I was working a really stressful job, but it was coming up on the summer. So I was gonna get a little bit of a break. Everything with the grandparents had settled down a little bit. so I auditioned for a play because theater is how I recharge. You, you guys know that we're, we're artists in our souls. And, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so I auditioned for a play. I strangely got the lead, which I was really excited about, but also it was a lot of work. Okay. But uh, wait, let's back up for one second. Strangely got the lead is not how okay. that should have been stated. Yes. Okay. You I'm sorry. obviously got the lead yes, because I you know. deserved it because you were amazing. Thank you. Go on. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I have a theater degree. That's why I got the lead. Um, so yeah, I take on this responsibility on top of work and, uh, dating this human. And, um, so I get this part in this play and then my my dad's mom, uh, starts to really decline, um, from dementia related seizures. And that's not good. And I was asking everybody, do you want me to quit the play? Should I? And they're like, no, do this for yourself. You need this. And I was like, okay, great. Um, still dating this other guy. And then this dude who is, uh, playing my love interest in this play that I have the lead in starts showing up. And I'm like, oh, He's a, he's very good at the, the, this job here. He's doing a good job. He's nice to look at. I will 
keep my emotions in check and not let anything else happen with this. Okay. And so I went back <laughs> to dating this other guy and, um, life continues on. I eventually, everyone in my life is begging me to break up with this human. Candace was like being really cool about it, but secretly was just like, break up with him, break up with him. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've tried to master the art of of giving you life advice, specifically when you don't ask for it. <laughs> um, I, I, I try to play it real chill. And I'm yeah. just like, but what about if you uh, just didn't do this? <laughs> My dad is literally threatening to kill me. He's like, kill, I will kill you if you don't break up with him. I'll kill you. I'm not going to have grandkids that dumb. <laughs> and you know what? We were both right. So there <laughs> so, you go. Yeah, I tried to break up with him at a 4th of July picnic. I would not suggest that to anyone. <laughs> um, I Just because I'm so bad at dating and I do it so seldom, I backpedaled a lot during the conversation. But also, he was not understanding what I was saying mm-hmm. at all throughout the time that we were dating so he genuinely thought we were having a good healthy conversation even though I repeatedly was like I don't think we're on the same page um yeah so eventually I just was like hey man meet me out for dinner and as soon as I got out of the car in the parking lot at the restaurant I was just like I don't have feelings for you (laughs) just put it out the worst at this stuff and uh, so, yeah, he's a nice guy. We left it very friendly. He's, I think he's moved on. I'm so pumped for him. It just wasn't a good, it wasn't a good vibe. We were not, we did not vibe. Um, which was great at the time because uh, as I continued to do this play, I, that crush that I was trying not to have uh, was rolling in real deep. Mm-hmm. I was uh, Adele. Yeah. That's I what rolling, I was thinking. I was rolling in the deep. <laughs> rolling in the deep there. <laughs> and I was trying not to real hard, but I uh, I was down there rolling around in the deep. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So then when everybody's done telling me to break up with this other guy, everybody's like, uh, you want to maybe ask that guy for coffee before the show ends? And I was thinking about it a lot, um, but I you know, thought I was disgusting and a monster person. So I was like, why, why would this guy who's beautiful and a good actor and funny and interesting want to go out and have coffee with me? Um, but yeah, so we come up to all the mushy feels are happening and we come up to the end of the run of the show and the morning of our last performance, my grandmother passed away and it sucked. (laughs) Uh, and I, I gave a really great performance because I can compartmentalize my emotions away like nobody else. But, uh, but yeah, as soon as I got in the car afterwards, I was just like weeping uncontrollably. And I, I had wanted to go talk to him after it was over, but all I could manage in that state was just giving him a hug and telling him bye. Um, so I got in the car, I drove home, I wept all the way. I stopped at Sonic because I realized I was hungry and I went through the drive-thru like with mascara streaming down my face. Like, can you give me cheese sticks, please? Oh. <laughs> and, um, thankfully they did and they didn't call the cops or anything. Um, but I get home, Candace, being the lovely human that she is, comes and sits on my uh, parents' 
porch with me and lets me cry while we eat ice cream. And <laughs> I think at one point I literally was like, um, I'm 60% sad about my grandmother and 40% sad about never seeing him again. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, should I feel guilty? And you're like, no, it's okay to feel two things at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so she gave me the great advice to just open the line of communication, and I did. And um, we talked uh, a lot for a few months, and I went back and forth about telling him that I was crazy about him. And I finally did. And um, we started hanging out. I was crazy about this human being, and we had some lovely moments together and that was a big deal for me because I don't usually let my guard down enough to have those kinds of lovely moments and um and yeah and it was great and then 2020 happened and uh things just got tough because life got even tougher than it already was and um yeah it didn't work out uh <laughs> This is our second time recording my half of the mushy love episode because the first time that we recorded it, I gave, uh, one, I gave too much information about uh, the circumstances and named names, and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and then two, I, uh, I still had my rose-colored glasses on the first time that we uh, recorded because um, I'll be just real honest, I was hoping that it would come back around. Like, I wasn't over it. And I'm still not 100% over it because it was, I don't, I don't think it was a very big deal for that human, for him. But it was a big deal for me because I don't, um, like I said, I don't let my guard down for anyone. I'm the Terminator. <laughs> Whoa. That took a turn. I'm sorry. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a Terminator. I'm a bluebird inside a human robot form just trying to figure the control stick out on this human robot form. Um, no, it was uh, it was tough to go through that of losing someone, especially this year, because we're not doing anything. We're not going anywhere. So like when you lose someone that is important to you, that you love talking to all the time, you just think about it all the time because you got nothing else to do, you know? And that's sucked. But I finally, uh, in, in light of recent events and uh, thanks to the finale of Shit's Creek have had to uh, grieve that relationship and uh, move forward. And I still get sad about it a lot <laughs> uh, because I miss that human. But, you know, the name of the podcast is we're all just doing our best here. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that experience because I think it taught me how bad my anxiety was and that I really needed to reach out for help, which I did. I started doing counseling in March of this year. And um, it taught me that I was looking for someone to affirm my self-worth. Like if I could finally make like a really beautiful, wonderful, intelligent, interesting man love me, then I'd finally be worth something. Uh, but that's not 
what we're supposed to be doing. You're, we're all uh, worthy of love because we're here, because we're, we exist, because God put you here and he thinks you're worthy of love. You don't have to earn that from somebody else. Um, so Dang. yeah, that yeah. was, you're welcome. You're welcome for that truth nugget. <laughs> that was a golden truth nugget. That was beautiful. Yeah. So I'm thankful for everything I learned from it. Um, but like I said, I still feel sad a lot of the time. I, I, like I said, I let very few people into my life, which I hope I'll change sometime soon. Um, but like to let your guard down to somebody and then to not talk to them anymore, it just sucks. And like, we both just finally like unfollowed each other on Instagram, like here in the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, Oh, this is the worst. I hate this. And I still hate it. I still wish that human being was in my life, even if we were just friends. But because I mean, I think he and I both have things that we need to work through and work on. Um, and yeah, so I understand why we couldn't be mushy uh, love people, but it would have been mm -hmm. nice to just be friends and like be there for each other. But you, that, you don't always get that. That's not always how it goes. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's life. <laughs> Frank so, Sinatra plays. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, play Frank Sinatra's That's Life. Um, oh. My Alexa just came on when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> of course she did. I was about to say, you just tempted the beast. And I'm she sorry. Woke up. I didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> okay well there you go folks that's life um but yeah so i don't know if you guys got anything from hearing about our love stories candace's is uh, a beautiful fairy tale but it's got its ups and downs just like any relationship and yeah i feel like um i'm so thankful and i thank you for sharing your story because dang that ending shoot you just saved us hundreds of dollars on therapy for ourselves <laughs> with just that one but i've um, already spent the hundreds of dollars <laughs> yes thank you for doing that for us you are a You're patriot welcome. um but no i mean i think that on my end a lot of people know about and hang on to the beginning of our relationship and uh you know, I'm thankful for it, obviously, and it's it's nice to have that that start that was crazy and turbulent and dramatic and beautiful and magical. But um, yeah, the day in and day out of of being in a serious long term relationship or looking to find love, like there's ups and downs for for all of us. Like we have we have mushy days and we have days where we cry and. And that's for both of us, but in different parts of our lives. So love is great and it's difficult. <laughs> and uh, even when you have it, you don't always know how to maneuver it. Yeah, so. it's true. Yeah, I guess just, you know, whether you guys listening today, if you are like Candace, you're married, but there's, it's life. Living with another person has its challenges, even if you have a beautiful love story like they do. Or if you are like me <laughs> and uh, this part of your life feels frustrating and sad right now, it's 
no feeling is final. So you're not always going to be here. That's what I keep telling myself <laughs> anyways. Wait, did um, you say no feeling is final and you're not always going to be here, like on the planet? I don't mean, no, I mean oh. in this emotional state that you're currently in, not oh, in this good. physical form. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like, no feeling is final and one day we'll die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you should be hopeful about love. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that's how I feel so. Some days. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've um, all been there. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, if you are in the same space that I'm in where it doesn't feel like the warm, joyful, peaceful part of life that you hope that it will be, it's okay. We see you. You're doing great. I'm doing my best. It, we see you. And we hope you know that we love you. And, uh, you're valid whether somebody loves you or not. Yeah. I think if you take anything away from this, it's that maybe you feel like you're not alone and that you can always, 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 always remember that your worth is not measured by somebody else telling you that it exists. Your worth is inherent. I think that that's really important. And death is just around the corner. Death is just around the corner. Love. Love. Death. We've really taken a turn. We really are just here to talk about life. You know, the ups, the downs, the being born, the dying. Oh, gosh. What an episode. We really went from one end of the spectrum to the other. Gracious. But, yeah, we love you guys. Um, we hope, like Candace said, that maybe you don't feel so alone in your journey with, with the, uh, this thing we call love. Oh, this thing. I got love. <laughs> Made you sing like three different songs. Sorry, my musical, uh, associations are just, uh, on right now. Yeah. But, yeah, I keep trying to end it and then we start singing a song. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah, so if, if, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I've ended it twice now, and then we keep singing a song, and I've got nothing left to give the people. All right, here's what we have. Um, we're going to say the title of our, our show, and uh, we're going to go back and forth with each word, because that's what they do on the other podcasts that I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, but before we do that, uh, please... If you're listening, if you've enjoyed this, first of all, we thank you. Um, I keep being shocked that like people are listening to us. I know. We're it's goopers. <laughs> um, so we're thankful that you've yeah. stuck around and that you've listened to our shenanigans. And uh, if you want to have more of us because you're crazy, uh, please follow us on our socials. We are at, what's our handle on Insta? Uh, doing our best here pod is our Insta handle. Our uh, website is doingourbest.com. And then you can email us at questions at doingourbest.com. Um, this leads me to one thing I'd like to say yeah. before we wrap up. And it's not going to be the nicest thing, but it needs to be said. Oh, um, no. So as you've heard, I'm getting over a breakup and uh, 
just doing my best to like work on my mental health and my emotional health and just like get my relationship with Jesus worked out. Me talking about being sad and single, you gentlemen out there, that was not an invitation for you to send me any private messages of a romantic nature. Ooh, yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad you're saying this. So don't do that. Unless you are Shane Madey of BuzzFeed Unsolved, unless you can look in the mirror and see a tall, lanky, swoopy-haired uh, demon taunter, then don't contact me. I mean it. I mean it. Unless you are Shane Madey, don't contact me right now. And that doesn't mean the tall, lanky, swoopy-haired demon taunter that isn't Shane Madey. Like, if you do all those things but you're not Shane Still no. Unless your birth certificate reads Shane Madey, <laughs> don't contact me. <laughs> and also, if you're Shane's girlfriend, we're not like trying to swoop in on you. We're not we're here not. to wreck any homes. But we are playing the waiting game. So you guys aren't married. We're just saying. We're just saying. Just. Wrap that thing up, Sarah Rubin. I mean, oh, she's done her <laughs> research. Yikes. Um, also, um, just they talk about it. her all the time on the, sh- the stuff they do. It's fine. Oh, well, I love, I love them, but I haven't heard her name or I didn't retain it, which is more likely. Um, but yeah, you know, just to keep it spicy for our listeners out there, you know, when you see a sign and it says like, do not swim in the toilet. And you're like, why would they say that? Somebody must have broken that rule or tried to. We huh. only put this disclaimer out there because somebody has uh, violated this unofficial rule. But now yeah. we're putting it out there. The sign has been posted. Do yeah. not harass Jenny Beth, please. Um, I mean, or Candace. Candace is happily married, and so please leave her alone. But also... I hope someday in the near future to want to date people, but right now is not the time. So uh, I, if you want to contact us about the show, please use any of those uh, handles that we just gave you. Again, our email is questions at doingourbest.com. Uh, talk to us, DM us on our Insta. We love to hear from you, but like, don't personally contact me in hopes of starting a romantic relationship because you will be ignored. I promise you that. You've been warned. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. also, like she said, yeah, we, we'd love to talk to you. And also our email says questions at, but you can just send us, you know, notes of admiration or, um, you know, just like say, you're doing such a good job. You're so good at doing oh. a podcast. Not love admiration. That was the opposite of what we just asked for. <laughs> I couldn't tell what you said. I was like, what is divination? Is that a, is that a class from Hogwarts school? <laughs> divination, you <laughs> muggle. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. that's it. But we love you guys. We do want to hear from you, but just not in any sort of untoward or uh, romantic way. And uh, we hope today made you feel a little bit better about where you are on your journey with love. We're all just doing our best here. Great. We did great. That was great. I liked it a lot. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. We love you.